0: Okay, good yantif, good yantif. We are now concluding chapter 22 and this whole discussion on the absolute oneness of God. Yesterday we explained that chapter 22 is dedicated to understanding the vision of creation of evil, of Klita. Meaning all creation make a mistake. And misunderstand God's reality. But the mistake of creations of godliness is far more subtle than that of creations of evil. In the previous chapter, chapter 21, we discussed the mistake of creations of godliness that view themselves as extensions of God, but currently separate from Him, which is a mistake because nothing's separate. In this chapter, when we're looking at creations of evil, the mistake is far more gross because they don't view themselves as extensions of God. They view that God created me, but not that I'm an extension of him. God created me, but I'm a completely separate entity. I'm a free player. I'm not godliness. I'm a creation of God, which leads to the second explanation on the term Elohim Ha'cherem, other gods, that yesterday we said meant that their energy, their vitality comes from the backside of God's giving of life to them. And therefore, it's the most minimal in terms of quantity, quality, and absorption. And today, we look at the expression in a very little, simple way. Elokim as it literally translates, other gods. Why are they called other gods? Because that's how they view themselves. Do they believe in God? Absolutely. Do they know God created them? Absolutely. So what's the problem? They think they exist as well. Completely separate from God's existence. They know there is that peripheral godly energy giving them life, but what they do not perceive and cannot perceive, it's in such a deep exile inside of them, is that God is inside of them as well. That godliness is vivifying them currently at this moment on the very inner core of their being. They can't perceive that because if they would, they would also self-destruct. How could they be creations of evil and be vivified at this moment by God's reality inside of them. So, they're viewed as idolatry. What's the idol worship here? Are they denying God? No. They're denying his oneness. And that is enough to be transgressing the prohibition of idolatry. As our sages explain, the root of idolatry is ego. The root of idolatry is the sense of self, that your existence, is in contradiction to God's existence. So we went into this entire discussion of three chapters on the oneness of God to come to this point, to answer a question. The question was, how can it be that the prohibition of idolatry contains all other prohibitions? Why is not defiling the Sabbath, or not gossiping, or murder, or mixing wool and lemon, what does that have to do with? Don't survive those. They're all separate, discrete issues. No. No. Now we understand that every transgression is actually a manifestation of idolatry. Because with every transgression, what you are stating is exactly what these forces of evil state. I exist, separate from God's domain. God exists. He's the boss. I'm supposed to listen to him. He created me. He runs the show. But at this moment, I'm choosing to do my own thing. I'm choosing to set myself up as a God. I'm choosing to listen to myself instead of God. If I believe I can make those choices... I believe I'm separate from God. Because if I understood that I was part of God's reality, that all is part of God's reality, I wouldn't have the thought to separate myself, to believe I can make a choice in contradiction to Him. So the fact that I think I can and attempt to means my existence is separate from God. Means. I don't believe in the absolute oneness of God because I think I'm separate from that oneness, means I'm serving idols. So with every transgression, if it's not gossiping or not stealing or not murdering or not mixing wool and and linen or not mixing milk and meat, I'm serving idols. I'm serving the idol of self. I'm denying the oneness of God. Why do you want to know this? Because we had a question. And our question was, how can I, on a daily basis, access the enormous love and fear embedded in my soul? Because what we learned in chapter 18 and 19 is to access this energy I need to be in a position of self-sacrifice. I need to feel my whole relationship with God is endangered. And that sense of danger is like the hormonal signal that releases the adrenaline of my enormous belief, love, and fear of God. But how do I feel that danger living thank God in a free country in the 21st century? Rather saying, this is how. If we recognize that every transgression is idolatry, that gossip is idolatry, that taking something that's not yours is idolatry, that twisting the truth is idolatry, then I'm constantly in danger. Because if I transgress anything, I'm serving idols. I'm separating myself from God. And when I'm focused, that this is dangerous, that this is idolatry, this naturally allows that deep love fear and belief of God embedded in my soul to come forth and to give me the strength to overcome all obstacles trying to sever my relationship with God.